Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Find the time to explore the mind of a stripper. Then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. Damn! What they on? All steroids and no carbs? They're the thick ass kids. This is Prime Time. Not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh! My goodness! Here are Isaac Roth and Jason Sukanik with Prime Time on 1080 The Fan. Can I yell at Jordan yet? <laughs> hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? We got a we got a first timer. We got a primetime virgin. He's a little nervous, so we're gonna need you to be loving, Jordy, and gentle. Now, why would I not be? I, that's what I said. Like, so if you don't know, the, the, uh, Jordan Schultz. Say hi, uh, Schultz. What's going on, guys? There hey. we go. <laughs> Sorry for that. Already, Jordan, Jordan Schultz. Apologize. Yeah, so, already apologizing. Already apologizing. So I, we're behind the scenes. Damn here. it, Jordan. So I had we had to record a spot, right? So I walk in. I'm like, hey, Schultzy, and we don't know each other that well, but we've seen each other around the building a time or two. We still have spots. Yeah, we still have spots. Nice. So we're recording one, and uh, and he goes, hey, I got to admit, uh, it's first time. I'm a little nervous, and I said, why on earth isn't? Jordan, you're a radio professional. What are you talking about? I, it's just the mad respect for you guys. I've been listening to you oh. for a long time. Oh. I don't, I don't want to be the reason <laughs> your show goes off the rails, okay? <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah. Oh, no, we can be that reason. And that's what I said. I was like, trust me. If you bought something, wait five minutes, and we'll buy something on our own. Yeah. And I think he, he came from a world where maybe, just maybe, uh, some hosts might have been a little more aggressive than others. And I said, brother, no one here is yelling at anyone. <laughs> It's been 20 you know, years. If, if you want to come to a place and not be yelled at, uh, you came to the right place. Yeah, we've been on a long time, and Jordan, I can tell you that uh, <laughs> it's actually now, this is the first time it's dawned on me that Odyssey, uh, Odyssey's, formerly Intercom, yeah. their genius move, and it is genius, has been to just beat us down to the point where we're just happy to be on the air. Yeah, no one's yelling at anything. So we're not like, going to yell at it. We're just happy to, are we live on the air right now? I then, believe, yes. then my God, is this a great company. That's what I work. said. I was like, Schultz, we got you, baby. Yeah. We got you. So no one will be yelling. Yeah. So um, calm down. We might make fun of you. Yeah, that's the worst that's going to happen. Is a, uh, you know, a clip will be made of, uh, of your screw up. You take a swinge and a miss. Now it wait. will live on in infamy, but then again, uh, I said Yarmakula, so trust me, you're right. gonna be just fine. Right. We to this day make fun of you. <laughs> Absolutely. What? Where? What is your background, Schultze? Where have uh, you been? I, I, Ten years at uh, the other. I'm not gonna say the other company, but a couple other stations, sports uh, and news, yeah. here in Portland. Okay. And I've wanted to be a sports radio guy since I was a little pup. Nice. So it's just just production and he's, sports. He's and, the Willie yeah. Bloomquist of the fan. He's well traveled. He bounces yeah, around. This he is great. Plays multiple positions. He's got pork chop sideburns. 
It's a whole thing. Now you're with us all week. Heck yeah, baby. Willie Boom Boom here all week. Man, this go. is going to be fun. Yeah, wait till Thursday when we start yelling at you. Then it starts. <laughs> we start off nice and gentle, and then you know what? It gets rough, and you'll like it. We have low expectations, Jordan. <laughs> Trust yeah, we, me. We set the bar that even if you trip, man, you're going over the bar either way. You're going to be yeah, fine. You're going to be great. Yeah, it's about shin high. Yeah. Well, how's everybody? I'm doing all right. Yeah, how was the game? Like, uh... People asked me that. So we were, uh, me and the big fella, yeah. we went up with, uh, with a couple of bros. Did Pete go? No, no, no. It ended up, we ended up going, the whole thing, but we ended up going with a P1 listener and his brother. We did okay. so, so we ended up going up. Look at you. Yeah. Men of the people. Men of the people. PJ was there. That's dangerous. G- Jim was there. Well, we've met him before. Much we met- like getting a rookie producer. Yeah. Uh, you never know what you're getting oh, when you go into, get into a car with a P1. Well, yeah, and we met at, at their house. We met at uh, PJ's house in Federal Way. We went to a secondary oh, yeah, you're location. You're not going to tell them where you live. We may be dead at some point. We don't know. But we, we had met them at the, uh, at the fan golf tournament, and then Jim had played catch with, uh, with the big fella, with John. Is this P1 Jim? P1 Jim. From the text line? Yeah. Oh, and so then we, he met John at Catch 365, so we ended up going with them. And let me just tell you this. At some point, I think John ended up on the floor. Uh, PJ may be dead. He just vanished. Jim passed out around, like, the 16th. So people keep asking me how the game went, and the only way I can describe it is it was punishingly long. And I mean that. Yeah. Punishingly that long. long. I mean, it, and Well, it, would it, it have been better if it was like 12 to 12? Yes. Yeah. And this so is the what, fact that it was 0-0. Zero, 0.0. Zero. Zero zero. That's and, the problem. And I think only three times did anyone even get to third base before Pena hit the home run. Mm. Well, and, and so you, I'll just say the atmosphere there, when we, like, so we all wanted to get up early, right? Because we, we wanted to get there before all the pregame stuff. And let me tell you, when Felix, when, when rumor came out, so everyone's like on Twitter, like following along, and, 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 and their rumor was is that Felix was in the house. And then someone got a photo of him like in the elevator, and that started making the rounds. So it was like, oh, my God, Felix is there. And so when they did the, on the, on the video board and everything, they did the all rise and the crown came up. Boy, that, where, where was he? He, was, he came out of the, the bullpen. Oh. Felix comes out of the bullpen. They play trumpets? <laughs> they had a little bit, yeah. They had a little bit of the Latino music going on with some trumpet. So Felix comes out, and the place is electric. John is crying. Mm. The big fella is in tears. So this was a surprise to people? Yes. That he was there? Yeah. Well, everyone knew they had to do something cool for the first pitch, right? And, you know, is it going to be Edgar? Are you going to bring out Griffey? But Felix never got to play in the postseason. Mm. Felix never got a... a he wasn't a, on the 0-1 team? No. Felix never got to play in the postseason. And remember, too, that that kind of ended a little ugly between him and the Mariners. And so he, he hadn't been back. So Felix comes out, places going nuts. I mean, there's just juice flowing everywhere. John's crying, for God's sakes. And, like, the best part is, uh, like, me and John are easy, easily spotted, right? It's not like we blend into the crowd. So by the time we take our seats in center field, there's a good nine people around us that have now spotted us, and they're all just watching John. John became more entertaining to watch than the game itself because he just was living and dying with every pitch. And let me tell you, when you're living and dying with every pitch and you reach the 15th inning and it's scoreless, you got nothing left. At some point, he just put his head down between his legs and didn't even watch. It was just, it, it, was, it was something else. So I text him. Um, I was I was off tending to other business. Yes, in Salina, Kansas, still an All American city. Yeah, I will report. Uh, things are great there. And I 
I finally get a chance. I sit down because we're getting ready to meet for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I sit down at the bar at the hotel in Tennessee, Alabama is on. So I get to catch the end of that. Right around that time, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, you forgot, right? The Mariners are playing. Yeah. And I pull up the app or whatever, ESPN, and I see the score, and I instantly text John, and it was 0-0. At that point, I think it was the 15th. Might have been the 16th. (laughs) It did matter. I don't know, but I was floored. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I said, is this good or bad? That that was my question to him. Like, are you – is this exciting or is this terrible? Mm. And what did he respond? He said, barely breathing. Yes. And I never heard back yeah. after that. He yeah. was he was living and dying with every single pitch, which means he there was no life at the end. He just died. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. By the time we reached the 18th, and you heard me correctly, people, the 18th inning, like almost seven hours into this thing, we're six hours in change. When Pena hit the home run to go up, I don't know if Mariner fan will admit it, I think they were secretly happy. I think there were a lot of people in the building that didn't care. They just knew one way or another that the game was going to end. And I heard several people. And right, there's at this point, right, there's just the, the diehards are there. Some people have already left Ooh. because at the beginning, dude, they had stuffed that place. I don't know if there had ever been a bigger crowd, right? Every seat is filled. The standing room only is like eight deep. You couldn't move on the concourse. An amazing environment, right? That place was ready. That place was ready to pop, and the Mariners gave them no reason. So by the time you reach the 18th, the, the riffraff have, have been uh, filtered off, right? They've, they've gone away into the evening. I heard at least three people around me say something uh, to the effect, each one with the same thing, dude, they better not effing score one run. You either score two or you score none. Mm. I think the fear was is that a solo home run was going to come and we were going to go 19. <laughs> and no one could tolerate it. No one. Yeah. I think if you were being honest with yourself, you said score two or score none, but by God, end it. That's a lot of baseball. Yes. Especially scoreless baseball. Yes. Well, I think you should look at the bright side and realize that you held the Astros scoreless for 17 innings. <laughs> the, the other good one, right? too, is I think John had this. At, at somewhere around, like, inning eight. This was uttered. I think this is in honor of uh, King Felix in the house, and they just wanted him to feel like he was pitching. So it's scoreless through eight. And then I, I think by the 13th, it was like, you know, guys, it's, it's okay. You don't have to pretend like Felix is on the mound. And then by the time you reach the 16th again, everyone's just numb. So the game ends, right? Pena hits it. The Mariners do nothing in their half of the 18th, and it's over. Mm. And I'm, I'm looking at John, and at this point, I'm expecting serious emotion. Right, I'm expecting tears. I'm expecting some swear words because he is like it's. When I tell you that he's living and dying with every pitch, I'm not kidding. A couple times the Astros got people to second or got it to third, and John just again, head in between his legs, hands in his face. He's not even watching. It was hilarious. We're just watching him. So I'm waiting for what's going to happen after you know after the the, the, the they lose in 18. And I just look over at John, and there's nothing. And the rest of the crowd was the same way. It's just a blank expression. I said, hey, man, are you okay? And he just goes, I don't care. I'm just numb. I'm just numb. This is better this way because there's no rage. I, as we were leaving the ballpark, I didn't hear anyone yelling at Astro fan. I didn't hear anyone being upset. It was just some sort of zombie-like death march out of the stadium to your car. No one had anything left. No one. All the emotion was drained. 
throughout the course of the game, and everyone was just somewhat happy to be going home. Well, you watched the doubleheader. Yes. I mean, a scoreless double. Yeah, score. You had one run. We were watching. That's so incredible. The Yankee uh, Cleveland game started like three hours after ours, and they, you know, on the on the the scoreboard, they just had it. And at some point, the big story in the crowd was, "Are they going to end before us?" Did it? No, I think they got into the eighth when when our game ended, and it was just Jesus. It was just unbelievable. So how it was many unbelievable. cries has John? How many cr- uh, cries has John? had because of this playoff run, and how many of them were good cries and how many of them were sad cries? That's interesting. I'm going to go, bare minimum, I'm going to go six cries. Oh. I saw, like... I know of two. I saw at least three at the game. The King Felix one, like, he, and he put his sunglasses... that's a good cry. He put his sunglasses on to try to hide it, but look, we, we saw the tears running down. I mean, come on. The Felix one was, it was a good cry. I'm going to go six cries, and I'm going to go four good, two bad. For good, too bad. Okay. And I think the idea was this feels very much like the beginning. It doesn't feel like the end. Yeah, right. It's a very, very young team. And if you're being honest, look, every time your four, five, six, seven hitter come up and they're all hitting 212 or less, and I'm not – like your designated hitter is hitting like 209. Yeah. Like you you know, you knew. You knew. And the Astros can pitch a little. Yes. So you, you knew. But I feel like everyone believes that this is the beginning of something – and at least they got to kind of get the, hey, we haven't been here in 21 years. And I will tell you, of all the games that I've been to, that buildup to it, I've never been to a better buildup to a game. I've never been in a building that had better juju, better juice, better vibes for the, you know, we got there early at the hour and a half before we were there to the the 12th inning when we all died. And even after the game, right, like the Mariners lose and – you know, the Astros are coming out to celebrate. They 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 rallied one more adrenaline push and they gave them a let's go Mariners kind of standing O clap. And it was it was pretty cool. And then after that everyone resumed their death march outside. Yeah, don't you think it would be different though if the series were tied one one and it was 18, 18 yes. innings and it's like because yes. I think part of Mariner fans were just like, Okay, especially after eighteen innings, yeah. they're like, Okay, this series is over. We yeah. can't score. We're yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if the series were tied 1-1, I think it, would have, it would have been different. That would have been more painful. Yes, it would have. Or and, they and were up 2-0. And I think maybe people would have tried to have more juice. But I'm telling you, you can only oh, get excited so often. Dude, I can't imagine. To, like, I, am I, 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 I missed 15 innings of that game. Yes. And I didn't miss one thing. No, right? not a single not thing. Not one thing. The closest thing is, is some. I think it was maybe in the seventh, right? Julio hit one, and it was probably a foot and a half below the the line. It, it, there was a Toyota sign out there, and it hit the T. If that's got another foot to foot and a half higher. What inning? Uh, I want to say it was like the seventh, and that goes out. And, you know, of course, they wasted it. But that's the closest. <laughs> Honestly, that is the only time it felt like, oh, my God. Like, we're all on our feet being like, that's going to go, that's going to go, that's going to go, that's going to go. The rest of it was... All right, Cal Raleigh's up, <laughs> and nothing. And there's only so many times. But that's the thing about playoff baseball is every pitch, every at bat, and you can only get up so many times before. Look, man, you need a pill. I couldn't get up anymore. It's just, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. The people's, big... people's knees are shot. My back's gone. The guy, yeah. my buddy Jim, who was sitting next to me, he had to get up and just wander a couple times. He couldn't stand. It was just. It was. Well, at rough. least you didn't leave. No. You can't leave. 
Plus, you know. Well, some people can. Well, John's there. Even if we wanted to leave, John was the anchor. John was the captain of that ship, and damn it, we were going down If he weren't there, would you have left? I think there would have been a push from the guys we were with to leave. But at that point, I, I can't leave something like that. But I will say around 15, I was open to the, to, to, uh, the idea of anything. But I just ultimately, I, I couldn't. You can't. Because, you know, in, in my mind, the moment I leave, the moment I walk out of that stadium, you know something cool is going to happen. But can I also say, you can't shut down beer and food sales in the seventh inning oh my God. and have it go 18. Wow. Yeah. So you guys couldn't get a beer the whole time, like after get, the seventh? Not even water. Uh, what? Yeah, like they didn't have anything. They didn't have, I mean, they just shut down concessions. Oh my god! So it, look, at some point, everyone's dehydrated. I'm sober. Luckily, I had some pills in my pocket. I mean, it no, it just was rough. Wow. You know, like seriously, like we were. Like, it, it, I think like around the 13th, my buddy next to me turns and goes, "Hey, do you have any of that kettle corn left? You're just looking for anything. <laughs> You're looking for any sort of beverage. Any? Hey, is there some peanuts like in that bag left on the ground that we bought in the third inning? It was." Well, you got to reopen up around 13. Concessions got to crank back up, you know? That's crazy. The big stink at the pink. The big stink. Yeah. But and a lot of angry uh, Jared Kelnick fans cuz Why would he do? I think he went 0 for 7 or 0. a couple guys what you went, expect? A couple guys went 0 for 8. I think there was three Mariners that went 0 for 8. Did you really expect something from Jared Kelnick? Well, I expected something better than 0 for 8. Really? Yeah. From that guy? Yes. My God, if you were to say pick one guy who's going to go 0 for 8 in the lineup, I would have picked him and bet my life on it. There kept being one of these, like, this is his moment. Like, this is, he writes his name. He, everything, <laughs> you know, it's so like, he's. See, I love the, he's, the psyche yes. of sports fan is great. Yes. I fell this in, is it. I fell into it. Look, he's been terrible all year, but he, he's going to redeem himself. Right, and no. And he sucks. He sucks. <laughs> all right. Well, at and, least... there, and there was a lot of like, oh my God, when's Robbie Ray going to come in the game? A lot yeah. of that. Oh well, yeah. A lot of that. They didn't have to use him. They're, oh no, no. Like, Did he come in? Yeah. Ray came in at the, at the end. Like there was no one left in the pen, you know? So there was Did like, he give up the home run. Who gave up the home run? You don't even know. I don't even know. Again, the whole thing was a blur. All right. Which, well, go Mariners. I got to look right. that up now. Who gave up the home run? Was it? It was Ro- a good run. Was it Robbie Ray? Well, now I got to look. It was a good run. All right. We no, it was go. Penn Murphy. Yeah. Penn Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Murphy. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> big week. Big week here. Yes. Because uh, Jordy's here with us. <laughs> right here. And you in, know what? In his mutton chops. We have a, I'll explain this later, but we have a sports equinox this week. We do. Did you know that? I didn't. 26th ever. And if you don't know what that is, you're going to have to wait to find out. Look at that tease. Yeah, man. A freaking pro. Uh, by the way, I'm locked out of our... Uh, text program is that a bad sign why are you locked out? i've been suspended apparently what did you do i don't know maybe i'm cussing at too many people on there wow <laughs> can i get your login well i'm on your login well if you can log in it says right here isaac rob oh i always use your this login. says your user has been suspended how is that possible i don't know i maybe what? i'm yelling at too many people but i'm i'm in as you weird so how is that i don't know man all hell's breaking loose an odyssey station <laughs> Um, all right, let's get rolling. We got our poll question. We talk football, college football weekend reach around. It is 319 on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here's our poll question today. It's on Twitter at 1080thefan. It is brought to you, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Today we're asking you which up-and-coming football team is most impressive to you. The Tennessee Volunteers. You may have seen that. I did. They beat Alabama. Some of us predicted it. Yes, you called that. The New York Jets. You didn't predict that one. No. You had the Packers. I keep thinking, it's my dumbass fault. I keep thinking that the Packers, good mm-hmm. teams eventually work their way out of it. I don't think Green Bay is a good team. And the Jets just might be. They're all right. Oh, look at you. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles or the UCLA Bruins. Ah. Log on and vote, 1080 the fan uh, on Twitter. The only thing we ask when you vote, please, for the love of God, vote hard. I'm going the Eagles. Okay. I'm, I'm impressed with Philadelphia. Not the Vols? Well, look, balls might be the best team in college football. I think you can make a strong argument that Tennessee, based on if if you took away all the preseason stuff, Tennessee is the number one team in the country. But Tennessee's defense will can, can let them down. Now they can outscore anyone, but you know when you play that brand, I mean, come on. If if Alabama you know gets an extra five yards and they kick a field goal, thanks for coming. So I like Tennessee can play with anyone. They just proved it. But at home, Alabama, they replay that game in Alabama. You're probably leaning towards Bama. But Tennessee absolutely can win a national championship. But I also think that they're flawed. This isn't LSU from a couple years ago. This isn't Georgia. You just they're they're more. I think they're more Oklahoma uh, than they are you know Georgia or or Bama. But it's a hell of a ride, and that was amazing. Watching, I think all a hundred thousand people got on the damn field. This is freaking crazy. Uh, I think the Jets are a fun story, but it's the same thing with the Giants. I love it. You give them credit at this point, but those aren't Super Bowl teams. Um, the Jets up until this point had beaten three backup quarterbacks, and now they took care of a Green Bay team that's really having problems. But give them credit. I mean, and same thing with the Giants. They're finding ways to win games. Uh, UCLA, I think, is very good. I may be the best in the Pac-12. We'll find out. But Philly, I, I think Philly is is legit. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I think they're the third best team in the NFL. I still think Kansas City and Buffalo are the two best. But Philly's right there, and I don't really think they have a weakness. I don't think there's a glaring flaw. The defense is good. They can run the ball. Uh, they have a, a good offensive scheme. 
Hertz every single year has gotten better throwing the football, and I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers, but I think he's better than Cam Newton. You know, during Newton when when Cam or like Kaepernick made a run uh, to the Super Bowl with more of a, a run first offense, I think he has answered a lot of those questions to prove that not only is he their quarterback, but when they need to, he can throw the ball for three hundred yards. So. I really like Philadelphia, and so most impressive, even though I'm impressed with all of those teams, I'm going with Philly. What if I changed it and I said Tennessee, the Jets, the Giants, and UCLA? Then I, I would probably say the Giants because I still think Philly's a lot better. But I think when you look at a 5-1 and one Giants team and the way they're doing it, I'm not going to say it's smoke and mirrors. Well, Daniel Jones sucks, right? Yes, and, and they, their offensive line is and the, yeah, the, this is this is the best coaching job that you've seen. They are finding ways to win games by letting the other team lose games. Like it's I don't know if it's if it's constant pressure, but teams implode against them, right? I mean, it, seemingly every game they're playing, they're down, and then you have a colossal error on the part of the other team, like the Lamar Jackson drop snap and then just runs around and, and throws one up, and they don't panic. So, yeah, I, I, I at 5-1, and one, I look, and, and they're... Giants be- more impressive than the Jets to you, huh? Yeah, what, what they're doing, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they're, they're not... I mean, both teams, like I said, they're not great teams, but the Giants are 5-1, and one. And they're doing it with a injured Daniel Jones and, and, and a beat-up O-line and no receivers, none. I mean, they don't have a receiver. This might be the most improbable 5-1 and one I've ever seen. And again, I think there's a, there's a ceiling. I'm not trying to slight what the Jets and the Giants are doing, but if they play Buffalo or Kansas City in a playoff game, they get slaughtered, right? It's like we talked about this with the, with the everyone loved the Cowboys, right, and Cooper Rush. You realize with Cooper Rush, they averaged 17 points. 17 points. With Dak Prescott during his career, they averaged 31. You're not going to win scoring 17 points against the elite teams. And you saw it last night. So the Giants and the Jets are not elite. But they keep finding ways to do this. But again, the Giants at 5-1, and one, it's freaking amazing. And I love it. I love seeing a team that doesn't have a great roster, that doesn't have a lot of fancy components to it. But they're well coached, they're disciplined, they don't beat themselves, and damn it, go Jets and Giants. It's a really fun story. Yeah, I like seeing new blood. Yes. You know, it's kind of cool to see which teams, you know, come out of the woodwork. Tennessee is a great example of that. Kansas this year in football. UCLA, though, we we haven't talked much about them. I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah. This week how good they are, but they've looked awfully tough. They, they have looked great. But the weird part about UCLA is the first three weeks when they played nobody, they looked bad. Yeah, but like, and now I mean, the, how many times do we change our opinions all about the teams over the first six weeks? All the time. So we need to stop with the, uh, well, they yeah. probably were bad for three weeks, but now they're not. I mean, well, that happens. And you could say the same thing about Oregon. They look like dog mess week one. Right. And yet here we are with Oregon. Oregon's a touchdown favorite, six, six and a half favorite. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that, ah, that tells you something that, that or, or that at least Vegas is. Uh, that's uh, going to be a war. I, I can't wait. I do think it's the two best teams in the conference. I think, you know, Utah approved. UCLA, Utah, Oregon State can give people problems. Washington State can give people problems. They, they almost had Oregon. On the road in the conference is going to be, there, there's going to be some upsets. And this is going to be a dogfight, and I'm going to love every second of it. Game of the year right now in the Pac-12. All right, poll question at 1080 The Fan on Twitter. Which up-and-coming football team is most impressive to you? Tennessee, the Vols, uh, New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, or the UCLA Bruins? 
Vote, vote hard. Uh, come back. Uh, when we come back, we'll do the college football weekend reach around, okay? Yeah. Tennessee beat Alabama. <laughs> Actually, uh, three the three of the biggest games and the biggest matchups ended up being thrillers. Yeah. I mean, I mean it was a really good weekend. TCU, Oklahoma State, anybody? Yeah. Utah, UCLA, or yeah. I mean uh, USC. USC. So we'll do that uh, next. But first, Jordan Schultz with SportsCenter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. You know, our new friend Jordan Schultz, who is filling in this week, just reported to us um, last break, conveniently during the break, that he ripped his calf <laughs> jumping up on the. Um, Jordan Alvarez home running game one of the Mariners series. Yeah, um, yeah, ripped his calf and sh- like he shredded his calf because he was, I, I assume, a Mariner fan, just diehard reacting. Yeah, yeah. to uh, the Alvarez home run. You should get together and watch a game sometime with my brother. It's a hell of a thing. Diehard Mariner guy. I, so you're local guy. Blazers, Mariners, Ducks. Oh yeah, uh, and the Mariners fandom supersedes any of the other teams. Oh, really? So baseball oh, yeah. was your first love. See, I think baseball gets its hooks in you early. It's hard to supplant. Sure. I mean, yeah. I watched that just amazing run that the Mariners had in 2001 with Ichiro, and I just I got caught up ever since. So. I, I have to. How old were you? I was 12. Yeah. So I'm 33 now. Damn. Yeah, he's a young pup. He's he's a youngin. Do you I, have embarrassing sports injuries as a fan? You probably don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think I do. Did you see the women at uh, the Fresno State game? The, there was a woman and, a, and her daughter. Uh-huh. Did you see what happened to them? No. This was over the weekend. Uh-huh. They were sitting at the game, and they got hit by glass, like falling glass. From what? Yes. Like from the, what do you think from the, happened? From the press box? Yes. One of the coaches flipped out, broke the glass in the box that he was watching the game in. Oh, my gosh. And it fell and injured the woman and her daughter are, below the box. Are they okay? Yes. I was going to say that. I'm... But probably not enough to not get paid. Well, know? absolutely. I think at that point you pull a cameraman and you're like, ah, my arm. <laughs> Trust me, if you ever have anything happen to you at a ball game, just go down, roll around in a heap. and Like that cameraman guy. Absolutely. Devontae Adams. Have you seen the other angle of that? No. So there's a second angle because, you know, Adams says that he like run, he's like, that guy ran right in front of me. And it, it, the, the original angle, you're like, oh, horse crap. There is another angle from behind Devontae Adams. Boy, it – I'm not going to say it justifies the shove because it does not. But, boy, it, it'll give you – look it up. Look up alternate angle, and it will give you an entirely different 
perspective. Was the guy really hurt, though? No. Like, the there's guy, no way that guy was no, hurt. No, the guy wasn't hurt, but it's it, the, the original angle just looks like Adams just shoves this dude for no reason. And then during his apology, he's like, this guy ran right in front of me. And when you watch it from the other angle from behind Adams, you can – I'm not going to say you can justify it, but, boy, there's a lot of like, well, you know, I – Really? He kind of wasn't lying. The dude literally runs right in front of him. So does that fall in, then under the category of if you? It's like the guy who ran on the field. Yeah. And Bobby Wagner lays you out. If you run on the field, you might get laid out by a player. If you run right in front of a of a guy going into the locker room, you might get shoved. You might get hit. Although you know, Is that Ad, the same thing. Adams had time to stop, and it'd be one thing if you just trucked him, but. Adam stops, and it's like a pass interference penalty, right? They only call it on the offense when you extend your arms. Had Adams just leaned in with like a forearm shiver, that's no call. But you extend the arms, we're going to throw the flag. So, yeah, he kind of just... Right? Yeah. Oh, like I the, mean, he certainly the, the ran dude, right in front the of The dude runs right in front of him. But he doesn't need to shove him. No, but doesn't that look like an entirely different incident than what we saw from the other angle? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I just think that guy's being a... Well, he is being a bitch, Baby. but he wants to get paid, and he will. I mean, I mean, he hopped right up. Exactly. And then he said he, 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 now had, he says he has whiplash. Yeah, whiplash. Get and, out of here, yeah, But he'll get, he'll get 100 grand out of it, so, you know, whatever. Dude, everyone wants, to, right. everyone wants to get hurt. The ambulance chasers. <laughs> I don't want to get hurt. Well, have you ever, like, like every time you're watching a, a, a show or whatever, someone comes on and is like, have you been injured in an accident? Has anyone well, looked at you wrong? Has happy fun ball touched you inappropriately? <laughs> Called, you know. It's almost like... Yeah, it's almost like there's no – these things happen all the time. Like the Bobby Wagner one and yeah. the Devontae Adams one and then probably this coach one now yeah. with Fresno State. No matter what it is, it just feels like the second they happen, everybody knows to be ready to act like they got hurt. Yes. And they will They will get paid. Like yes. there's almost like no – Well, my thing is the, this one. There's no more accidents in the world. There's no way to prove – it's no way to – for, like, Devontae Adams to be like, dude. You didn't get hurt. Yeah, you didn't get hurt. Yeah. And get out of my way, by the way. Exactly, because you can find a doctor that's like, Instantly, oh. it's like, oh, 100 grand. Again, there's no more, oh, no, it's, you know, my own actions coming back to bite me in the ass. And there's no more, um, there's no such thing as an accident. Everyone has to, someone has to be held responsible for something, <laughs> right? There's no more acts of God or, hey, you know, I didn't mean to do it, but there was an accident. It's like, I don't care. Someone's responsible. It's well, like, if you, you fall outside of a store, you know, it's it's now the store's fault because they didn't ice the sidewalk. Or if, you know, whatever, you're, you're walking into a max train, then it's the city's fault because they didn't properly warn you that there's a GD train come and pull your head out of your ass. Well, you better not uh, do something bad if you're rich because then they'll, oh, they'll right. get a little bit of your cake. Exactly. Your cake. Oh, believe me, as, I'm, right. as I'm like biking around the, uh, the city, I often look for the most expensive car. Like, I'm not going to lean into a pitch if someone's driving, like, a, a Toyota Camry. You're, you're just as bad as all of them. I'll tell you, you just what. haven't had your moment yet. I'll tell you what. I see a 7 Series. Yeah, I might lean into that one a little bit. I'm like, all right, lady. I'll take I'll take one in the shoulder. I got some meat on my bones. I'll take one of those. One of the better college football weekends. Yeah, it was great. Uh, three of the bigger matchups were thrillers. You had Alabama, Tennessee. Nobody nobody beats the Vols 16 times in a row. <laughs> This just, doesn't ha- just doesn't happen. Well, they did sixteen. This would have been seventeen. No, I think it was fifteen. I thought it was. I thought they had beat him sixteen times in no, a row. No, they were trying to beat him for the. Oh. Six- nobody, look, dude. Nobody beats <laughs> nobody. the ball sixteen times in a row. <laughs> no one comes into our house and pushes us around for the sixteenth time. <laughs> That's right. Do you see that they're raising? That was a great game. Do you see they're raising money. They got fined. Oh yeah, the, the hundred S- grand. Yeah, the SEC fined them a hundred grand because I guess they. This is their repeat offender. They stormed a basketball court a while back. And if they do it again, it's too fitty. So they did a uh, they did a sixteen. You can donate 
16 bucks to honor, you know, the 16 years since they, you know, they beat them. Or you can, you can honor the, the it's like 1,000 whatever to, uh, it's like whatever the crowd was. It's like 107,000, right? So you can donate 1,000, like $700 for the crowd. Or you can go with the, the, the bigger one and you can do the score. What was it, 50, 40? So you can donate 5,000, like 200 and whatever it is, 49. So they say it's a fun way to, Wait a minute. Keep, yeah, to keep the fans involved. Yeah, fun. My ass. You better not give them a dime. Dude, That's if, they, what I if said. they have $8 million or whatever it is or $50 million to buy out Philip Fulmer and yeah. Lane Kiffin. Yeah, pound and, sand. Yeah, they can pay a $100,000 fine. <laughs> God. <laughs> That I, stuff pisses me off. I, I thought that was the cheesiest thing in the world. And then, yeah, this I'll, I'll find the quote here because it was so ridiculous. So they're re- the the school is really saying that send us money. We we need to pay this fine. Yes. Or wow. Yeah. So there's the option. So it is. fans are stupid. Six. So you can donate sixteen bucks. So you go online to whatever the Tennessee you know football pages or whatever. Sixteen bucks. Number of years it's been since the Vols beat Alabama. Then you can do fifty two dollars and forty nine cents, which plays off the final score of the game. Or you can donate $1,019.15, which is a nod to the sold-out crowd that was there when they they beat Alabama. And as of midnight, Sunday, they had raised more than $67,000. And this was the AD said, We thought this was a fun way to invite Vol Nation to continue their celebration. Uh, We heard before and during the game that the fans would support a celebration no matter the cost, so we leaned into that enthusiasm. Of all the cheap, lousy ways to make a buck. That is so shameless. I thought it was really cool when Tennessee won, and this made me kind of want to be like, get bent. But do we really need to find schools for doing that, too? You know, do we? Does that really deter any? I mean,. With so much money floating around in college football, and Look, clearly coaching. no, clearly no, no one, one no one at Tennessee gave a rip. No. That celebration was, that was bananas. Good. I guess that place was uh, was rocking. Well, obviously, well, uh, yeah. But you know, when when Tennessee's good, you know that's a little that's a little extra oomph, you know, yeah. for college football. Like that's that's well, pretty special. I always said that it's, it's, that place it, is awesome. You cannot like the Yankees. You cannot like the Dodgers or Celtics or Lakers or whatever. It's good for your sport when those teams are, are good. And in college football, when you have Michigan and Tennessee and Florida State and Bama and LSU or, you know, the, you know you, we talk about in the Pac-12, USC, Oregon, uh, UW, like kind of the, the, the standard bears. It's better for the sport when those teams are relevant. And Tennessee hasn't been relevant since Philip Fulmer. I mean, it's been a long-ass yeah, time. Probably that team that... Won the title, right? Yeah, and then there was a pretty quick drop-off after that. And yeah, I remember when Oregon played them all those years ago, and it was like, oh, Tennessee. Oh, my God. Dude, Tennessee was a road apple. The, the, the horse stepped on it on its way by. Didn't they, didn't they smoke them twice? Uh, they beat them there, and, and they, they beat they, them. I just remember the one was an absolute beat They beat down. them here. I'm sure they did. They go, did they go down there and whoop their ass, too? I think they went down there. I don't remember the score. But either way, it's like it's it's better when those teams are good. So I that might have been the game of the year. It certainly wasn't a, a defensive game of the year. But, I mean, all the history that goes into that and have that thing come down to the very end and one team misses a field goal and you get a couple of plays down the field by, by Tennessee and you line up and you kick that thing and, you know, it barely goes across. That's, I mean, that's, it's beautiful. That's, that's college football at its finest. So what year did they win with uh, T. Martin? That was the first. Was like 90, it was the first year of the BCS. So I want to say that was ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, thirteen and zero. Yeah, the okay, year after they, Peyton Manning left. Actually, they were pretty good. I, I Fulmer was there a while after that, okay. and they had eleven and two, ten and three, ten and three, ten and four. So he he was there quite a while. 
But so so if you want to say when's the last time they were relevant, it was Philip Fulmer, and they were ten and four in two thousand seven. Okay. So and then fifteen after, years, yeah. and then Kiffin one year. Um, then you go the Derek Dooley, oh, Butch yeah. Jones. They've, they've been through the lost years. They've been through a lot. That's like the Stanford, uh, Walt Harris, Buddy Tevens. Yeah. Dub had a couple of those with Ty Willingham and those guys. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. most schools have wandered through the desert a time or two. Look at well, we look back on the uh, Willie Taggart, Mario Cristobal. Eh, well, years is like that. I don't know. Cristobal I mean, won a Rose. Bowl. Cristobal won a Rose. Bowl, so you can't say that. But go look at uh, go look at Bam after Gene Stallings left. Yeah. They went through like Mike DeBose and and there was a Shula or yeah there was a, there was a Shula, Shula in there and I think they hired Howard Schnellenberger at one point <laughs> didn't they I don't know if they got Schnellenberger I know but then they had the Mike Price thing and yeah you know, it, it, it fall on some hard times man like it's not it it wasn't all Razzleberry Froger and Scones at Alabama and then they they hired Nick Saban and uh, well last time I checked they were they were still pretty good okay so you said Gene Stallings Stallings won a national title there. yeah okay. And then <laughs> Mike Dubose, yeah, four years. He did have a ten and three year. Yeah. Dennis Franchoni. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, Mike Shula, mm-hmm. Nick Saban. Well, Mike Price. Don't forget about Mike Price. Oh, I guess he d- technically doesn't <laughs> register. Didn't even coach. Didn't even coach. Yeah, I was thinking Schnellenberg. I think that was Oklahoma. Remember Oklahoma did this too. Yeah, they had uh, Schnellenberger, and there was a guy in between. Was, yeah, who was that guy? Um, in between uh, when, when Stoops took over. Yeah, yeah do you remember I, that? I'm trying to remember who it was. But, yeah, there's just... This fat guy. There is a... I, I'll bet you there isn't a program alive that hasn't had one of those moments where the, the there's two or three hires in a row where you're just like, what in God's name? <laughs> Kansas has a little bit of that. Yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I would imagine. John Blake. John. Do you remember John Blake? Coached at uh, Oklahoma. You don't remember that? Sean Blake. Yeah, dude. They went Barry Switzer to Gary Gibbs, Howard Schnellenberger, John Blake. <laughs> Bob Stoops. And then Bob Stoops. Well, Nebraska's going to have that. Nebraska's going to have Tom Osborne to Frank Solich, who I think they're going to be like, God, why do we get rid of Frank Solich? To Bo Pelini, right? To Mike Price. To, uh, what? Uh, let's not forget, Bill Callahan was in there somewhere. And then Scott Frost. Think about that. You want to talk about a fall from grace with Nebraska? Oh, there's definitely going to be one of those, oh, my God. And they may never find another guy that's that's trying to relive the, the, the Tom Osborne days. In fact, I think most Nebraska fans, I was, uh, I was reading something the other day where they, they were talking to Nebraska fans. They were talking about, like, the programs that, are, that have fallen on hard times, and like, like Florida State and Nebraska. And the like, Nebraska fan was like, dude, no one, and I mean no one here is asking for Tom Osborne. That is so far gone. Like we, you know, yes, we had a case of we're supposed to be Nebraska. No one, want, no one's expecting that. We just want respectability. I think Nebraska fan is honestly longing for the Bo Pelini days. Give me the nine or, or Frank ten. Solich. Stick yes. with Frank Solich. Give me those years, and I'll right. just shut up and be happy. Eight ranked teams lost this weekend. The number of unbeaten's in college football down from fifteen to nine, and that includes uh, Alabama. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about that. Uh, coming up next, it's 351 on The Fan. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's wrap up Alabama, Tennessee, and then uh, we'll take a break and come back and talk about the rest of the weekend that was in college football. That game was great. 
Although it was probably the world's worst made field goal. <laughs> Don't you think? Like when you watch that, you were like, oh my God. Yeah. That weird low knuckleball. But it, it went if, in. Have you seen the view from behind? No. Dude, it is. Like, you, you, I think the kicker thought he missed it. You cannot. You, you just can't get one that goes in by less than that one. I mean, it is by uh, like a, a rat's butt that that thing inches over the, the crossbar. But hey, man. Hey, they won. It, it went, went in. in. Yeah, they, right, they say there's no style points, right? I mean, the puck goes in, the puck goes in. And right. and that guy, the, the Alabama kicker missed his, and the Tennessee guy made it. And it just kind of felt like that was, you know, last last person to have the ball. And, you know, Saban afterwards even said, like, too soft. You think? You think? I, they were so paranoid. And you see this sometimes where teams play like a, a cover four shell because they don't want to get beat for a touchdown. Well, you don't need a touchdown to win. You just need a field goal. Right. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, right. You give up two passes like that. You have that. to keep them from getting to the, I don't know, 30, 30 yard yeah, line. 30, whatever. In college, it's a lot less. I mean, you saw, you know, Kansas City kicking 62 yard field goals, but that's not the case in college football. And they just made that too easy yeah. for Tennessee to yeah, get dude, down. Yeah, they have like 15 seconds? Something like that, at yeah. The, at their own 30. It, was, they... it was a very Patrick Mahomes esque <laughs> thing. Well, hey, they Tennessee might be the number one team now. I mean, I didn't see the rankings today. They're number three. They still got them third. They got them third. They switched spots. I think Alabama fell to six, and Tennessee went to went to three. If you look at um, if you look at, 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 at resumes, right? You take it out of there. Tennessee's the number one team. They should be one. Right? I think I think Georgia, or Ohio State to me probably looks the best, but haven't played anyone. Georgia has a rep, but I don't think Georgia's looked great since Oregon, but. It's probably the best win. No offense to the Alabama game, but Georgia, no one has dropped the hammer on a team as good as Oregon like Georgia has. So you can make a case, but in my mind, if I'm going just off my eyes, I would probably go Ohio State 1, Tennessee 2, Georgia 3. But, you know, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't. I mean, those teams all, if you went out, and, and Saban even said it, it's like, dude, now we just don't have any room for error. But if you went out in the SEC, you're going to be just fine. Well, the and college... then and then Michigan supposedly faced their first test, and you know that game was close for a half, and then they absolutely laid one on on Penn State. So it sure feels like in the Big Ten we're just heading for a, a ruckus there with Ohio State, and Michigan, and it goes to one of those questions: that if if that's the only loss for either one of those teams, you know, then do they both have a case? You know, kind of like we've seen from the SEC, well, do they both have a case to get in? Yeah, we'll have time plenty. Yeah, there's a lot to debate to that. To. There. We'll see. We'll see if it gets there. But I was I was impressed with Tennessee because, like you said, you know the defense isn't lights out. No, you, I do feel like you're going to have to score fifty to <laughs> to beat them. Like they are. Yes, that offense is is something else, and they're without one of their top wide receivers. Yes, um, but I I thought that was it was you know a lot of teams will wilt or flinch too hard when Alabama comes storming back like they did. Yep. And Tennessee didn't do that. Nope. And that that was the most impressive thing to me. Punch so we'll for punch. see we'll see how they do. They're in Athens to play Georgia on November 5th and I do believe that right after that weekend's games is when the college football playoff rankings come out. You think that might be kind of a big game if if both teams kind of keep cruising or end up undefeated? Can't wait for that game. Tennessee at that Georgia? Georgia defense against the Tennessee offense. Yeah, let's see it. Love and, matchups like that. But you know, Tennessee, now they got I think UT Martin, but Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I love the letdown the, game. I love that Tennessee does that. Revenge game. But remember after that, they got Kentucky. And I, I said Where's that, that game? Uh it's in Tennessee. 
But Kentucky knocked off Mississippi State. And that's what I said. And same thing with, with Bama. They got Mississippi State in, in a couple weeks. There are some teams in the, in the SEC this year outside of, you know, Georgia and Alabama and Tennessee. There are some teams that if, if you aren't buckled up, Kentucky, um, well, of course, Old Miss is still undefeated. But I'm going to say, like, the Kentucky and Mississippi States of the world, they can jump up and bite you in the ass. And, you know, keep an eye on that one, right? You're coming off the high of Alabama. You're looking ahead to Georgia. And when Kentucky has their quarterback, which we saw last week, Kentucky's a really good football team. Keep an eye on that. All right, I will. Thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. I'll, uh, let's get to the Pac-12 weekend. Yeah. My bees. Your bees. That's a nice win. It was. Nice win for them. I wasn't certain. Really I, nice win, actually. Well, now if you're Washington State, you know, I, I think Washington State's been a pretty game team this year, but, you know, you got three losses I'm in a over row now. I'm over the Cougs. Kind of feels like there's a lot of momentum lost there, and uh, right. nice win for the Beavs. And that USC-Utah game was bananas, so let's get to that next. And then our Stockwatch, what we're buying and selling from the weekend in sports, coming up next hour on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 